I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilles Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to that incredible brand new intro. This is Down to Dunk. It is episode 746. You can find us on CLNS Media Daily Thunder. The, the new, renew, revive dailythunder.com dash radio at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscri- subscribe to your podcast. With you today is Jay and Andrew. I'm down to do it. And Taylor. It's just two dope boys in a Cadillac. <laughs> just two dope boys in a Cadillac. <laughs> slam throw. I can't hear whatever you played he instead played of the, slam throw. He's down to Dort, man. I played. I'm down to Dort. Oh, man. So I missed it. I'm down to Dort. So if you aren't familiar, like if this is your first time to ever come to the podcast, yeah, you stumbled upon it <laughs> accidentally. You're excited about, you're a Chris Paul fan. You followed him from LA, from New Orleans to LA to Houston to here. And you're like, hey, which one is the sometimes best podcast in the NBA? And you found Down to Dunk. That is a brand new a brand new introduction to our podcast done by the wonderful Andrew Schleck. And I, I had not heard it. Taylor listened to it. I had not heard it. It is a, it is your masterpiece. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it's amazing. It really so, is your masterpiece. Story behind some of this stuff. So I basically hit record in the media room. So they have this one media room. Or it's the, they call it the local media room where they do like the interviews that you'll hear and see from players. And then they have all these stations all around the arena. And so I hit record in there. I got my Steven Adams question in and then I bolted the room. I wasn't really in there the rest of the day. I was just chasing players down the rest of the day. In between stations, <laughs> they have like thunder staffers that will walk with them. And I'll just grab them in between stations and just try to talk to them. And that's what I did pretty much all day. Here's what's crazy is, Taylor, I don't know how you <laughs> I would never approach those guys to ask them that. Like, that's the, always the craziest thing to me is you're just like, hey, Darius, come here. <laughs> and I also think it's hilarious that you went to Media Day basically for this intro of this podcast. The, really the only reason that I wanted to be there. <laughs> I love that. Otherwise, it's just not worth it. To be honest, you know what, Andrew? It's that kind of work ethic and that kind of focus that puts <laughs> yeah. Down to Dunk in the top ten sports podcasts of all time. That's, I mean, that's right. It is. Uh, so the Down to Dort, okay, requires a little bit of a story. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've all been needing this because on the Dream Team, you all had basically a Dort-centric podcast. Podcast, that pretty much. Nobody was there with you all. Yeah. And we didn't really explain it. And it, it, it made its way onto the Wednesday pod yeah. with Alex and Michele. So we need some explanation. So I was with Royce Young walking through the arena ESPN. of ESPN. 
And we were trying to think of things that I could ask players to say. And he was like, oh, you got to ask Lugens Dort if he could say that he's down to Dort. And I was like, oh, that's really funny. And we were giggling about it all day. And then I found him, and I got him to say it. And he was so uncomfortable trying to say <laughs> it. He messed it up twice and just felt so What do you so mean he messed it up? Well, I, can play it for, I can play it for our listeners. Taylor, you won't be able to hear it. But, okay. Um, he was just incredibly uncomfortable saying it, naturally, because saying I'm down to Dort makes no sense. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, I bet people. Hold on, Taylor. People, uh, Taylor. Um, and I'm asking player. Oh. Hold on, we're playing the clip. We're playing the Dort. The Dort. Dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm asking players to say, like your name, say, I'm Lou Dort and I'm down to dunk. Could you do that for me? Okay. I'm Lou Dort and I'm down to dunk. Awesome. Could you say, I'm down to Dort? Yeah. Okay. My name first? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Lou Dort and I'm down. Well, <laughs> it's okay. I'm Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort. I'm Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort. Yes. Thank you. He just, the first thing is as soon as Andrew asks him, he goes, ah. <laughs> 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 And so basically after that, I skip back to Brett and Royce and just tell them that we're all down to Dort. And we just laugh about it all afternoon. <laughs> and I'm looking for Steven all day. I thought, because I left right after Steven got done talking, thought I could go find him. I couldn't find him for like two and a half hours. And then I finally I finally get him, and it's after the Dort portion that has already been recorded. And so I think to myself, oh, I need to ask Steven if he would say I'm down to Dort. And... He did the down to dunk one and he did great as always. And then this was the the R rated version. Are you playing of the it? intro? No, 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 hilarious dropping all kinds of f-bombs I mean, about like w- like what is that like what the is what's dort, dort? <laughs> he, he plays on your team <laughs> who he it took him a good few seconds oh, Lou Dort. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i'll just stick with the intro <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so funny um so they're why so to give context as well like they're walking and andrew you said this but they're walking from space to space with some sort of pr person right like somebody that works under Thompson, yeah like right? a like a low level staffer yeah typically yeah. and so it's there's a you can hear in the background of the stephen adams one like when it the little like his s not oh, the escort is very different yeah context, that's wow you heard it here first stephen the, adams lady, brought his escort. the lady that is <laughs> is taking him from area to area yeah. and she's just like he plays on your team. Yeah. He plays on your team. He's on the team. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, it's pretty funny. He had no idea there was a player on on his own team named Luke Gwen Stewart. And he also, I He's mean, who was it that Serge forgot a few years ago? Mitch McGarry. Yeah. It was a very McGarry moment. He's like, Dort. Dort? What is that? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, so people... No suspicious of you because they're like i don't know what this means what am i gonna say something that gets me in trouble later no i mean steve apparently did not care everybody was awesome every single guy that i approached uh chris paul included chris paul was so great i just i just sat and waited for him to finish a radio interview then i went up and introduced myself 
and we probably could have chatted for a while if if I wanted to. He Would you like to compare great. that to another to a different situation? It's a little from bit about different. A year? It was a, di- a little bit different than my, than my situation with another point guard a year ago. Uh, talking about Raymond Felden. Talking about Ray, he was impossible last year. Uh, everybody was great. SGA was approachable, but kind of shy, kind of quiet. His name is Shy. Shy, it is. Uh, oh wow! Shea. If you remember the '90s R&B group Shy, they're spelled the exact same way. So. Oh, they really are. Mm-hmm. That may be actually. No, I, I doubt it. Basically, it's just that as great as you want him to be. Is he? Yeah, Dude. I had the. You asked him about his big old bass. I said, did you catch some big old bass? He said, I caught something. Yeah. He was I don't so- think it was a bass, but I caught something. <laughs> he was he was awesome. It's always the reminder in those I mean, moments where it's like, oh, Basley's 19. Yeah. he's Maybe 20. Yeah. He's a child. Even Lugin's door. Go ahead. I was going to say, he's 19, but he does sound so mature, and I think that's because he spent a year in the real world. Yeah, man. Just working, working that, that hard. Grind, man. Yeah, just working that grind under all those, all those people at uh, New Balance. Yeah, really making throws you shoes, up fast. Just making shoes yep. in a factory. Uh, so <laughs> Lou Dort is also like he seems a little older, but he's probably what twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, like he's all young. of these guys are are these young dudes that are like, especially brand new to the NBA. Yeah. And they have no idea that they're not supposed to do the stuff that you ask them to do. <laughs> I know. All of them, yeah. Dort's, Dort's only 20. Man. How how thick is that dude? He's big time. He is. He's awesome. I saw him sitting when he was doing this actual interview. That dude is swole. Hami is, is super thick, too. Oh, gosh. I slapped him on the arm way too hard after I talked what? to him. I just you did like on the you shoulder just get in like a zone and yeah. you're like I don't know what I'm doing I, I don't know what to do like, I just said you hey. feel like you act like you're one of their peers like hey buddy I don't do that okay. no right. no 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 not I don't ever do you feel drunk that. do you feel like you're just some drunk, drunk guy stumbling down a no a, a party no <laughs> not like either of those things um, but I did slap Hami like on the shoulder really hard afterwards and I was like why did I did do you that? apologize no I just. He oh, just I went do on. that all the time in my life. Like yeah. things were immediately. I'm like, oh, that was stupid. Like I had some friends at the place I work out uh, just bought a house, and I walk up to him, and the thing I was thinking, the first thing I was saying is, "How are the new digs?" I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no digs. Are digs, are digs closed? Are they cars? <laughs> like, what are digs? So I'm walking, just asking stupid. So you probably felt that way. Yeah. Well, Why did I just slap Hamadou Diallo? Hami introduced himself to me. It's like, oh, he's like, my name's Hami. I, I, I was like, I know, I know, man. It's okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Andrew. Yeah, Deontay was great. Too. Hi, my name is Slam Through. <laughs> I'm Slam Through. Yeah, Deontay's voice is so endearing. I know. It's like so when good. I heard him talk, I'm like, oh my god, I love that guy. Play it again, real quick. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. I'm Deontay Burton. And I'm it's just so like kind sounding. It does. It feels like Deontay Burton. I just want to hug him. Yeah. He was, even watching man. his interview, I was like, I just want to hug you. He was Somebody asked him a question. But it, so here's so let's transition just a little bit. Media Day, we've we've talked at length about it. You and McKelly, Alex talked about it. You you talked about it on the Dream Team Pod, and so I don't want to rehash too much content. Um so the consistent theme was this ball movement conversation, right? Yeah. Like that that's kind of what it was. And even in Deontay's interview, 
the first question somebody tried to ask him, like, how do you feel about the way this team's going to play? And he just totally, I don't know if he misheard it or, you know, like, and I'll, talking about multiple things is I, I sent this huge text thread to which I always feel like I just make everybody go like, all right, well, Jay's on one again. And they just kind of move past it on our, on our text <laughs> message thread. But talking about like Jeremy Grant, Patrick Patterson's a little bit different. But I, I think it's hard to have the expectation that these NBA guys are going to be incredibly polished like impromptu public speakers. Yeah. Because that's the deal. Like they don't get questions in advance. No, they don't. Um, especially some of these younger guys. And so the first question for Deontay Burton is like, all right, what do you think, man? Like there's some excitement that's brewing among the team about the potential of how you're going to move the ball and how the offense is going to look. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And Burton immediately goes to, um, well, I think that we're being underestimated and I don't think people really think we have anything which creates some camaraderie and the fact that we feel like we are the underdogs. And it was, everybody's like, that wasn't what we asked you, but thanks. Yeah, uh, but it's one of those things. Like the consistent theme of media day to me was this feeling, and I know it's hard because it, we're in this world today where it's like you can't say anything about anything without somebody assume you're saying something about something else, right? Mm-hmm. So, in the sense of a consistent theme was people's conversations about how this team's going to play differently mm-hmm. without two ISO heavies. And I know I've I, I read the tweets. I see all these things where you can have ISO guys and guys that move the ball. Well, that's not necessarily what Oklahoma city had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's obviously a pretty consistent theme in media day that made me realize that, you know, this team may have been kind of low key ready for a switch in the way they play. Maybe not the way it did or when it did, but I think that there this was on the horizon, which I think we understood that anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor, did you have any media day thoughts? Anything you took away from it? Anybody's interviews that stood out to you above one another? Unfortunately, Chris Paul stood out to me, and we have a Twitter question about it. Um, just go ahead and ask that Yeah, Twitter this is question. from at JT Blunt 2. Why is Chris Paul trying to make us like him? I don't know, man. It's pissing me off. <laughs> I found myself really starting to like what he was saying, and I liked listening to him talk. And he's just – I had to remind myself, this is fake. Think of all the acting he's done on TV that you've seen, Taylor, from all the State Farm commercials, the Hoopers. Sam Presti told us he's a Hooper. Dude, I totally forgot about the Hoopers commercials until you all brought him up last week. (laughs) Great. Well, Sam Presti reminded us all. Uh, That was the point of him. Um (laughs) But I really I, – I enjoyed it, and it got me really excited. And uh, he even I don't know. the town in which I live in. He did. He when he Edmund. said Edmund, I was like, I'm in. Char- I'm going I'm Charleston's. Chris Paul wherever he goes. And Charleston, which is also in the city of Southern Nazarene But University. listen, he's a pro. He, he knows how to hit all the – he knows how to hit all the big uh, all the big topics, all the big words. Barry Trammell. He's an he knows abs- how to do this. He's an absolute pro. He really is. Yeah. So he's what? playing us, and I just had to remind myself that <laughs> every day he's talking to Sam Presti about where else he can go, and I just have to remind myself that. Another question that came from Media Day that I felt like uh, my favorite response is Alex's response, like, well, this is a nightmare. But Billy did mention, and it came up a, a couple different times, but Billy mentioned the reality of playing three-point guards and, and Thunder Hour, at Thunder Hour, ask, what are your thoughts on potential three-point guard lineups? Who's best fits alongside them on the floor? And one of the things that that was interesting is Shay. They asked Shay about it. Like, what do you think about playing? He's like, you know, you all may see it as something that puts it at a disadvantage, but for me, like, I feel like that could be a strength for us to have three guys that can move the ball and all mm-hmm. three of them can score. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, I do think Schroeder is probably the odd man out that if they could find a landing spot for him where they don't have to give up much or don't really – I don't think it's something where they're going to look really hard for an asset. Yeah. Uh, but I do think Schroeder could be on the way out. But it seems like he's relatively okay with being on this team right now too. Yeah. Mainly because Muscala's there, who's his best friend. They're buddies. Went to his wedding. Yeah. What like what options does Schroeder have? Like he's like there's there's not a lot of starting positions that he could just go have today in the NBA. And I think he has to know that. That there's I don't know. a lot of good point guards. Yeah, this is a question from Matt driving the paint talking about Schroeder is more likely to be moved, which is something I think you said a few different times. But what does a realistic trade look like for him? I, I do wonder, like, uh, I mean, number one is he could be somebody that if an injury happens, like if, if the Magic are playing and Augustine gets hurt, right? <laughs> that could be somewhere that he could have a fit, that yeah. they don't have to give up ton, and, and they could have a guy that keeps him afloat probably for a season, right? Like I can see that. This is why I they can didn't... see him leading the Magic. Well, this is why they shouldn't have traded Mozgov or waived Mozgov. Oh, just the money aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. you could have put together something for Truder and Thunder would have taken Mozgov and some low-level yeah. asset for him. But to get there, I mean, what do they do? That's that's the problem with the Magic is they're going to trade you Fultz? They're going to trade Hell you... Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, I would do that, but I just... I don't think they, I don't think they would. Because Truder makes $15.5 million. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that there could be always a place where a team gets desperate enough that wants to be relevant. Evan Fournier? Maybe. Like, the Magic liked being in the playoffs, even though they got beat 4-1. They like being in the playoffs, and there's anything that happens to them that's going to put them at risk of not making it, which I, I think they could be there, which we'll talk about that. Yeah. I just think that they'd be a team that would potentially make that move. Yeah. Anyway, so um, the three-point guard lineups, like I don't think you'll see it a ton, although we did – I think Brett was the one that said it. We did see it last year with Raymond uh, Schroeder and Russ at the same time. And so if we saw it with that one – It was rare. I mean, that was – But this one would be way – make way more sense than that yeah, one. Yeah. Because it, Shea's 6'6". Six, six, all three of them can shoot. Yeah, yeah. I think it's less likely to happen today than I thought because with – Robertson being able to play. I mean, he's going to play on the wing, right? Ferguson's going to play on the wing. I think they Burn want Diallo. I think they want to play Nader. Diallo. I think they want to play Nader. I don't think that there's a ton of opportunity for it because I think they want to figure out what they have in those wing yeah. players more than they do want to have that three guard lineup. I think you'll see it some, but I don't. I mean, when people think about it and think like, oh, they're going to play like that twenty minutes a game, like they may play that way for like two minutes a game. Right. And just a little spurt just to see what it does. But they, they've they got too many wings that they don't really know about. Like, they don't know. they got to get Dre up to game speed and figure out what he's real, what he really is today. I think they really want to figure out who Hamadou Diallo is, and he's going to play on the wing. I, so, I, th- I, just don't, I just don't see it. If they didn't have Dre, if Dre was like, yeah, I blew up my other patellar tendon, you know, walking around my house. Okay. We're not going to see him at all. You'd see a lot more of that lineup. Then you'd see that lineup. But I, with Dre, he's too important to this team yeah. to not play. All right, I got one more question before we, we move on here. And this one's from, uh, I just thought this was a beautiful question, from at Mindanite Roth. And this is technically, this is about Jeremy Grant and Patrick Patterson, but specifically Jeremy Grant. Technically, a submarine is the sinking ship. Do you think Jeremy actually meant 
The Thunder would be a stealthy, good team and will run forever on Presti's nuclear-fueled GM powers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, did you, Taylor? That's you, what I, he meant. I don't want to talk about it because I've already talked a little too much about it in my own head. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what Jeremy Grant or Patrick Patterson said? What did Patrick Patterson say? I missed that. Oh, what did he? He basically just alluded to there being like, like inter- back, internal issues, issues yeah. with the team. Really? Are they just referring to Russell? We can infer that. I think that there was, I think, (laughs) you all talked about this. I think that after the Portland series, I think there was a lot of frustration in this team. Even the last part of the season, remember how bad they were? They went like, they went 12 and 13 to finish the season. Yeah, that was pretty rough. I do remember that. So, that, I mean, as bad as it was for us, like, imagine being on that team. The hard part is the image they projected to us was like, ah, we're fine. We got this. That's what. And that's normal. That's like screaming in the gym, in the locker room at each other. Yeah, that is what's frustrating about being a Thunder fan is there. Everyone's taught to just act that way to not really show true feelings or say the honest thing, and it's really fr- like I wish that we would just hear of you know oh these two players got in a fight in the locker room. I'd like yeah. to know that every now and then, <laughs> and it would make <laughs> some, and it would have made sense. That, yeah. It would have made sense. And I'm jealous of the teams in which that stuff comes out a little bit, you yeah. know? Because it's not like we're the only team that that doesn't happen to. It happens. We just never know about it. Here's what's also And fun. then we're confused when players move on. We're like, what are they talking about? No How idea. could they say that? Everything seems so perfect. <laughs> what are they saying? That is so true. It's like the fact that our culture, we think our culture is like so perfect all the time. It's like, yeah, you know, probably they do have problems from time to time. There were problems. There were definitely problems, apparently. <laughs> apparently, there is, if there's smoke, there's fire, right? So, You know what's not a problem? Mm. Going to ShopGood. What is ShopGood? ShopGood is a local family-owned t-shirt brand located in downtown Oklahoma City. Their address is 1007 North Broadway Avenue. It's in Automobile Alley. It's next to Coffee Slingers. You can visit them at shopgoodokc.com. Also follow them on Instagram at shopgoodokc. They've got an amazing selection of t-shirts that are Oklahoma centric and also thunder shirts and their thunder shirts are awesome. I know that you've seen them. Like I know for a fact that you have seen a shop good thunder shirt. I own one. They're very good and they only work with the highest quality shirts. So yep. they print them in house. No sweatshops. They're all their, all their stuff's earth friendly. Yeah. They design them in house. High quality. They're awesome. And they've also got, an array of like home goods and gifts, like candles and jewelry, hats, socks, pillows, plants, T-shirts, and also stuff for kids. Uh, an amazing shop, an amazing family that owns this. They have their 10-year anniversary party. October 26th. October 26th. And wow. you should go check that out. Yeah, if you're in the city or if you're in Tulsa even, I would suggest you try to do that. Is Here's the deal, man. It's, it's going to be fun. It's right there if you're familiar with downtown Oklahoma City. On Broadway, really cool area, all walkable. Mm-hmm. Find a spot to park. You can even take the new streetcar around, and you can get anywhere you want to. And one of the things that they've done over the course of their history is they do these support public education shirts, and they yeah. give part of the, especially whenever the teachers walked out, they give part of those proceeds to uh, to education um, 
things or nonprofits within the city. I thought it was a really, really neat thing. But it's a great store, man. They're awesome. Uh, right now, they just released this Thunder Drillers tee specifically for the preseason game in Tulsa. And Down to Dunk listeners can get 10% off of Ooh. that specific shirt with the promo code DTD. You got to go to their website, shopgoodokc.com, and search for the Driller Home Team t shirt. It's a light gray t shirt. Uh, and it's super cool. And it's for people in Tulsa, Taylor. Have you been to Tulsa, Taylor? Oh, yeah. Been there a couple times. I'm going to the game on Tuesday. Nice. So here's what I want to say Is it in Tulsa on Tuesday? Yeah. The Dallas Mavericks game? Yeah, okay, cool. jelly. No, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm excited that it's not here. So, you uh, mother. Okay, <laughs> here's what I want to say. So, if you're a listener to our podcast and you're planning on coming to our preseason quiz night Thunder fandom evening at Blue Garden, this is th- which is this Thursday. <laughs> this Thursday, yeah. Here's what you should do. We're gonna start probably between six thirty and seven. Get in town a little early. Yeah, shop good is like. It's right there. A half a mile from Blue Garden. Mm-hmm. So go to Shop Good, get you some Thunder gear, get you something to uh, sweet you, head over to Blue Garden. They do <laughs> have one of the things that they, they wanted to make sure you all knew is that they do have some Russell Westbrook and Paul George stuff that is on 75% discount. Yeah. So Check and it out. perfectly acceptable to wear to our, yeah, to our party. Throwback. That's what you should it's wear. It's not a deep cut, but it's a cut nonetheless. It will it'll work. It'll work. I don't know what that means, what you just said. I don't either. Oh, it'll work, baby. <laughs> so shop good. Check them out. Check them out online. Check them out in person. Support the people that support down to dunk. Hey, you know what it's time for? Not Twitter questions. Not Twitter questions. We're going to do, here's the thing, is we recognize that we have been in the desert of content. We that have. we have been wandering aimlessly, waiting for this moment. The first- I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. I don't know either. I don't know what that was either. But here's the deal. Thunder season's back. They they play on Tuesday night against the Mavericks. It's actually on ESPN, too. Oh. Like ESPN 1. ESPN Plus? ESPN as well. No, I wish. That'd be cool. I do have that. So we wanted to do some previews and even some bold predictions. So here's how we're going to do it. Is we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference. So we're going to rank the top eight, who we think is going to finish where, and we're going to talk about teams, but we're going to try to do this relatively quick. Uh, but we figured you wanted to know what Taylor thought about the Eastern Conference, and so we are going to deal with some of that. So here's how I want to get going: is I created a list of who I think are the top eight teams. Okay, and the Western or the Eastern Conference, I went in and said there are a lot of bad teams in that conference. Oh yeah, there's six teams that I know without a fact or without a hesitation without facts without that is also true are not going to be in the playoffs so tell me if i'm wrong on any of these do you think the bulls make the playoffs no no do you think the hornets make no No. do you think the wizards make the playoffs no do you think the knicks make the playoffs no do the Cavs make the playoffs no 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 do the hawks make the playoffs no okay so that's six teams that's six teams that will not be in it. Yeah. The only team, well, let's do it this way. Who do you think is going to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference? The Bucks. Mm, Sixers. I have the Sixers as the one seed as well. I don't, who was it I was listening to? Dad Gummin, I can't Brian remember. Brian Windhorse. Yeah. 
Listening to them talk about Milwaukee did not make me excited about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they also said that Alex Caruso is more athletic than Anthony Davis. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. that's I'm, true. I'm not. Anthony Davis is just a big body, dude. Alex Caruso, he needs that. They're, he needs the pops. They're taking way too much from the world championship stuff. Like, way too much. They're like, yeah, Giannis wasn't very good in the world championship. Like, who, right. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing, I do have a question. Ricky about. Rubio was the MVP. Sure. Well, what do they think? The Suns are going to come make the play? I, I'm, I'm just over sure. that. But, I think but, that. Andrew, I'm over that. Take I think my question easy. about the Bucks is that's a lot of expectation on Bledsoe. He right. was really good in the regular He season. was really good. He, I think that's probably why I paused is because there was such a bad taste by the way he played in the playoffs, especially the Eastern Conference Finals. This is Losing all- Malcolm Brogdon is not nothing, right? It's not. I mean, he's very good. He's he was hurt good. for tons of the season last he year. And this team makes yeah. – one of the things the Bucks do that does I, – I get why you'd put them number one is the Bucks are a regular season win machine. Yeah, they're going to kill people. Uh, I just like Philly. Like, I love the way they retooled their roster, even after losing Jimmy Butler, adding Josh Richardson, putting Alf Horford. Like, I think they're so deep. I think the Sixers are going to be really good. They're awesome. That's my pick for the finals. They're not my pick to win the East, though, in the regular season. So here's where it gets complicated for me because after one, two, I think it's about five teams that are all in the same little pile. Nobody from this group stands out to me. So, who did you all rank as the third best team? Celtics. I did too. I put Boston as as the third team. You want to be like cool and say like, oh, I think it could be the Heat or the Magic or the Raptors. But like, I'm sorry. It'll be Boston. And Boston's not, they don't have the ceiling they did last year. Losing Horford and Kyrie and replacing them with Kemba and Cantor. Not quite the. Not the trade you'd want to make. Although I think the trade from Kyrie to Kemba, I don't know the man. talent level drops, but I think what Kyrie apparently did to the chemistry of that team. Did you hear Kyrie's interview uh-uh. with the Nets, dude? I try to avoid that guy. He kind of makes me nuts. So he based he talked about how his grandfather died last year yeah. during the season, and it just completely destroyed him. Did it make you feel a little less? It made me feel like okay. I'm kind of back with Kyrie. Are you trying to tell me that NBA players are human beings? <laughs> I know it's 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 unreal. But Listen, man, it's, I don't is, need to it's say worth... Isaiah Thomas, do I? <laughs> I'm just saying it's worth going. It's worth going and taking okay. a look at with, with Kyrie. It'll make you. It'll make you think a little bit because it does. Like you look at from the outside looking in with Kyrie last year, like that dude's weird, but. Because he's going know. through, if he's going through a real he's going battle through, of grief, like yeah, it's hard to play. I mean, absolutely, yeah. When that becomes not when basketball all of a sudden becomes just like, man, is this this isn't the center of my world? Yeah, like it changes things. That's exactly. valid. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, but also think about how messed up it is if he's just using his grandpa dying as an excuse. Yeah, I don't think that's probably. That's all I'm saying. I I'm just saying. Think about it. I'm just saying. Think about it. <laughs> wow. So, so who do you all have at the four seed? So what do you do? You th- have any other thoughts about Boston other than offensive ones? Nope. <laughs> All right. So I have my four seed, and this is where it gets really like I don't know. I put the Pacers at four. I'm down mm. on the Pacers. I'm you kinda, are. I'm kind of. I'm kind of down on them. Well, why? Well, I just they're just not even close to the same team they were last year. 
because of uh, Oladipo not being in. Oladipo's not there. I mean, you have to remember their leading scorer was the Bone Dong after Oladipo went down, and he's not he's not there anymore. So who's their primary offensive player right now? Oladipo. Brogdon. Oladipo's not going to play until January, probably. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon, Miles Turner, yeah. Domas. Yeah. yeah. You're, this is why I'm down on them. So where'd you put them? I you put, have them eight? I do have them eight. Yeah. I do. I just... Wow. I, and they may, also added Jeremy Lamb. Yeah. Don't forget about that. <laughs> TJ Warren. Yeah. Like TJ Mc, They have the TJs. They, they also have TJ McConnell. Yeah. TJ Warren, like known loser. Wow. Wow. It's that almost as bad as Taylor <laughs> completely throwing away. I just I'm just out. I just don't think they have I just don't think that they have anywhere close to the same team they had last year. Everybody talked about how much they love their summer. I just don't know why. Like I like Malcolm Brogdon. But I like him as like the second guy next to right. Depot. Yeah, and I really like him yeah, as like more of a third will happen. guy. It will. But, I mean, it's we also not don't like know what Victor will be when he's games back. happening before January. Well, and I, so, I'm not make, I'm not picking them to miss the playoffs. I just don't think that. I think I'm kind of. I think better. I'm betting a little bit on the stability of the Nate McMillan. Like they won a lot of games without Victor too. Now they did have. They had, different and they team. had Thad Young, yeah, who was, Young, I mean, Darren Collison, Thad Young, like, because now like they have to force this Domas at the four position, which is not really his until TJ Leaf position comes back. Exactly. See, I'm just, I'm just, form. I don't know, and I may be completely wrong on them. I'm open to that, but my feeling is, I just, I just am not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of of what they did in the off season and. I'm not a huge fan of their team. Yeah. I like Brogdon. I like Oladipo. I like Turner and Sabonis. Everybody else, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Hey, I'll take that. All right, so who do you have at four then? I have the Heat. I had them at five, so I'm okay with that. What? The Heat are so annoying to me. I hope that they they do very badly. Jimmy Butler, the 330 thing was so annoying. And then the thing that just pushed it to level 11 annoying was our boy Myers was like, yeah, our leader really inspired me. Now now he gets up at 3.30 for workouts. Yeah. Myers Leonard. That's so great. Tired. Jimmy Butler and Myers Leonard are getting up at 3.30 for workouts. They've already yeah, been thanks. working out for three and a half hours. Yeah, we're just sitting here. Yeah, we're getting our third dream. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. It was weird. But Jimmy Butler is like a, a proven winner in and this, he's just in this been, league. His whole pursuit since he got traded to Minnesota was to be back on a team where he was pretty much by himself. Just be the man. That's why I'm like, I, and the what's heat he going to do with Chris Paul like, the heat's, if he goes to the Heat? The Heat's a good opportunity for him to, to do that. Yeah. And they're good enough. Like Goron, you have Goron, you have Justice Winslow, you've got Bam Adebayo, which apparently is maybe the top center in the league, according to some people. <laughs> you got Dion. You do have Dion. Back, like, there's enough pieces there, and they're in the East, where I think I think put I put him at five. I don't, I don't have a problem putting him at four either. James so, Johnson banished. Did you see that? Huh? Banished because he didn't meet the weight requirements or the body fat percentage requirement. Isn't he the one that's like an MMA fighter or mm-hmm. something on the side? Banished though. Until he gets his fat under control. That's so funny. But also, I heard that the Heat, they don't have a standard um, requirement. Every player is challenged personally. 
And so James Johnson, I guess, is like super fit right now, but he just didn't meet his personal requirement. That yeah. is probably insane because it's James Johnson. You know, you I don't think him. it's the same as the Dion Waiters uh, requirement. You got to keep him in check. Dion's in good shape, though. They look good. I know now. So who is your, you have the heat at the four. Who do you have at the five? Nets. I'm a little down on the Nets. Why? I don't know. I, I just know. don't want them to be good, apparently. But now I'm changing because now I realize that Kyrie's not a crazy person. Is it he because, just is because of the Roydian's Kurex uh, issues? Does that make you feel uncomfortable? I don't even know what that means. But I think that the DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen stuff is weird. I yeah. think how they're going to figure out who gets what when you have Spencer Dinwiddie, you've got Kyrie now, you mm-hmm. have the guy that for some reason his name I cannot even think of right now that just signed the extension, and his name is... Holy crap. Karis LeVert. There, Karis yeah, LeVert. Karis, yeah. You have Karis LeVert. I think there's going to be some parts where they're going to have to work how to figure out what they are. I think it, there's a different element to a team that went from being ah oh, nobody really expects much from them. I mean they had D'Angelo Russell like pl- you slide yeah. Kyrie into the D'Angelo Russell. That's an upgrade, right? For sure. For, but I'm saying I think there's a difference of being the team that nobody expects to do anything to the team where all of a sudden they're in this conversation is like oh man look what the Nets are doing. And I also think there's some dynamics that you just have to work through. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I, I mean yeah. I can absolutely concede to that possibility. But uh. I put them at seven, so I still am in the playoffs, but I them a little further down. And this is what yeah. I'm saying: like, there's a bunch of teams I think they're going to be separated by game by the end of the season. Yeah, uh, I got Orlando at six. I have Toronto. Yeah, which I don't feel comfortable with. Uh, I think I'm betting a lot on Pascal Siakam, like kind of becoming pretty elite. Yeah, I mean they've got some steadying guys on their team. They still have Mark. Mark still have and Serge. Kyle, Kyle, Lowry. Kyle Lowry. I mean they've got pros. You have Fred Van Fleet. You have OG. OG. Yeah. Like their team is They're going to be good. good. Yeah. They're going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Then I had the Nets at seven. So, which means you probably had the uh, Toronto at seven. I have Raptors, Pacers. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have the Magic? Magic has six. Oh, yeah. That's right. I have them at eight. Let's, let's just what. not decide Kyrie's not crazy right now. Okay. Can I'll we pause, just say, I'll, I'll hold off yeah. on that. Okay. You have, um, any, you have any Magic thoughts, Taylor? Yeah, they're freaking magical. No, I don't like. They're such a nothing team. Why? To me, the Magic are like when the Hornets were kind of good for a couple of years. Yeah. That's what I feel like. It feels very much like that. Why are the Why is there Magic buzz right now? What's up with that? They're the trendy team. We've talked about. I think like the writers, all the journalists, all the media people have to figure out who's our trendy team that's going to make us sound really smart but in why? the know before why? the community. Because they have to be smarter than us. Like it's weird to me to think that a team that is so center centric, yeah, would wow. be the team that wow would be the wow. team. <laughs> There's a, would be a team because it's such a not a it's not a good looking brand of basketball. No, there's a they're there's, super long. There's Aaron a lot of Gordon. Aaron Gordon. There's a lot of Aaron Gordon stuff happening out there. I think there's a lot of expectations for Jonathan Isaac as well, which is like I don't. Know. I like Isaac. I do too. But I, like I mean, he's a good guy. Evan Fournier, they added Al Farouk Aminu. Like, Why did they do that? Why did they bring in Aminu? <laughs> I don't know. They don't, I mean, they're not. They bring the in winners, man. The most brilliant organization. That's, it's weird, man. I, I'm not as in as Zach Lowe is on them. He said they could be the three seed. 
Yeah, but that maybe is more in the sense that like really three to eight is all. I could be more in the sense of that just seems dumb. They all are in a. They all fall into groupthink together. Haven't you noticed that? It's like they'll oh, all Zach even make that? the yeah, smartest. I, think I like him too. I know it makes me like I would have probably put them at eight and made me bump them up to six. I'm like I don't know, Zach Lowe Man, likes if Zach them. Lowe's high on him. I know. But even too. Zach will say like if Howard Beck says something, even Zach Lowe will take that on because right. he's like, oh well, I guess that's probably right because I think Howard Beck is smart, so it's probably Howard the case. Beck. What do you all think about the Pistons? That's the team I that I have right there on the like nine. I think they'll be the nine seed. That's I, my guess. I almost picked them over the Pacers. I almost did that. Yeah, I could see that. I just don't believe in Blake Griffin to just be healthy for eighty-two games. So I mean, he is carrying that whole team, and that worries me. What additions did they make this offseason? Derrick Rose. <laughs> Period. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sexual criminal. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Yeah. Tony Snell. Yeah, man, they have a lot of like these guys: Tim Frazier, Langston Galloway. Yeah, Tim they have Frazier. a lot of guys like that. Is that Frazier? Do you think <laughs> yeah. Frazier? All right, Joe Johnson's on this team now. That's though. literally all the Eastern Conference talk I can possibly handle. So let's move on to the Western. Markeith, they're definitely losing so many games because Markeith is just not good. I still can't queef, queef. believe that I believe so deeply in the fact that he was going to bring something to. Oklahoma I know. City, other it than was... apparently destruction if you want to embarrass me just go back and listen to me talk about marquise morris whenever the thunder traded for him <sighs> okay so i know why i know why andrew doesn't like the pistons why tony snell tony snell's on the i team. know i'm not a snellman all right but i am a big seku demboya guy huge <laughs> all right so in the western conference here's three teams i think i would guarantee don't make the playoffs that's all i can say i think there's three teams that i i would say i guarantee don't make the playoffs okay minnesota uh huh. Phoenix uh-huh. and Memphis. Yeah, a lot of people to put Oklahoma City in there. I'm not ready to do that. So, who do you have as your one seed in the Western Conference? I have the Denver Nuggets as number one. Same, Taylor. Uh, the Rockets number one. Yeah, I get it. I have the Nuggets as the one seed. You want to tell us why you think Houston, Taylor? I mean, they're just gonna—they're gonna win so many regular so many. season games. Right. They're gonna blow people out constantly. Now they may crumble in the playoffs, but in the regular season, they're gonna be so dominant. I, I yeah. think for me, I just the continuity aspect, which the Rockets have, like mm-hmm. outside of Russell Westbrook, but yes, to have such yes. a high usage guy that comes into your team like that has the potential to throw off the continuity way more than any of the peripheral additions, Jeremy Grant, whatever the Nuggets did yeah. um, this offseason. I like the Nuggets because, number one, is they were the number two team last year because they win games. They were awesome. They win yeah. games. And I think they're just going to get better. I think that they they've they, most of their guys are relatively young, so they have another eight year. I think the Jeremy Grant addition is fantastic it's big time and i think even you know paul Millsap has been kind of injury prone over the last few years and i think having it to where if paul's down you have jeremy grant stepping in like they i think that's a be really good yeah jeremy's um, really good so i had the nuggets number one my two seed is the utah jazz mm-hmm. wow jay hating I, on the rocks i don't i can't find a ton of flaws in that utah jazz team especially their starting lineup like their starting lineup is elite they're good. I think they're a little worse on the defensive side of the yeah. ball than they were last year. Now, what drop-off is that? Changing 
Is it just adding, expecting a lot out of Bone Dong? Is it uh, Rubio to say, Conley? I wouldn't say as much of a drop off. Well, I mean, like, who plays the four? Who plays the four for them? Is that not Joe Ingles? Is he the three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, yeah. I guess because Favors was their four. Favors is a really good defender. Yeah, he's. They would play like Jay Crowder. They would play Jay, Jay Crowder, Crowder as well. Ingles at three and four. Yeah, Jay was. He was a big one. Yeah. Them. So losing those guys and where did he land? a wonderful question i'll look that up y'all keep going so he landed in memphis i think he's in memphis that's my oh yeah he i think he was in the conley deal yeah, yeah he was he was yeah he's in memphis he's a guy they could move for a, <gasps> a deal yeah i know who starts at four for them jeff green probably possibly well i think it's they start don't you think that they start bogdanovich oh yeah and angles yes, yes they do and jeff yes. green plays a lot of the four I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think I do. That's so much scoring. Yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is going to have a huge year, and, huge. and that's. I think that's where a lot of it hinges on. I think there's a like has Donovan Mitchell gotten to the point where he's overrated, and not in the sense that he's not yeah. good, but in the sense that people are like, this dude is going to be the best, one of the best players in the West, like All Star. Yeah. All of those conversations, which I think are probably deserved and valid. Yeah. He's good, man. So I have them at two. Do you all have them at three or four? I'm at three. I have Do you a, have the Rockets at two? I have the Rockets at two. I think the Rockets are going to be oh, very good. I have the Rockets at three. So I had the Jazz, Rockets, and Nuggets as my top three. And then my four and five, this would be the greatest first round. This is what I've got, too. I've got the Lakers at four and the Clippers at five. I have the Clippers, <laughs> Clippers at four, Lakers at five. All right, so let's debate I like this. that. Who do you all think... So why why do you think the Clippers will be better than the Lakers? Who's the third best player on the Lakers? Doesn't matter. I'm asking you a question. No, oh, sorry. That I want you to Alex answer. Caruso. <laughs> Obviously. Who is it? Um Danny Green? Yeah. That face is why I think the Clippers are better. Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> I think number 1 is we're going to have an engaged LeBron from the beginning of the season. Engaged in what? Uh to another woman. No, to I think gonna, <laughs> yeah, marital affairs. I think LeBron. It's the most rest he's ever had in an off season. Yeah, so he lived in a crowd chamber. Mm-hmm. He ate so many tacos. Mm-hmm. I just think you're gonna have. I think they're gonna be on fire from the beginning of the season. I think the Lakers are gonna be really good. Now, I think their roster is what puts me having them at four. I think the Clippers. I think Paul George's question mark as far as his health, like, yeah. is it November? Is it, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I think Kawhi, are they going to do minute restrictions? Are they going to control what he and, – and there's a lot of conversation about, like, no, he's just going to play. But I hear also these things about, like, dude, that quad injury is like a – it doesn't just go away. Yeah. It's a part of who he is. Mm-hmm. So I think there's enough question marks. And then we're putting a lot of stock in Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell to be able to carry a team if those two guys aren't well. And losing Shea and Danilo without adding those two guys like consistently, that that's a question mark for me. So I think there could be now I would say that I think both I think the Clippers will be the better playoff team yeah. than, than than up there with all of these guys. But I just think the regular season, it may not be a, where they're gonna win sixty games. I mean Anthony know? Davis hasn't been a picture of health either. Right. That's valid. Totally valid. Um yeah. And I LeBron wasn't last year either. You're and right. He, this is the first time LeBron will be thirty five ever. <laughs> so wow is that true it's true it's a stat 
So it's here's what's crazy is as I'm doing the Western conferences, when I start to like all of my optimism about the Thunder starts falling apart because I'm like, I know. oh, the six seed, the Warriors. Right, I know. Oh, the seven seed, the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, here's, yeah. Here's the thing with this Clippers team. They've got good depth. So many players. Lou Williams, Mo Harkless, Landry Shamit, Paul George, Montrez Harrell, Fiondu Cabangeli. Zubox. <laughs> Kawhi, Zubak, Rodney Magruder, who is like the NBA smart guy of the Jermichael year. Green. Beverly, Jamichael Green. Like they've they've got a ton yeah. of guys that can play. Yeah. I'd probably flip flop them. You're right. A ton of guys. Four, and then you look at the at the Lakers and you're like They've got guys. Yeah, they do. Listen to this. Jared Dudley, Ooh. Danny Green, oh. Kyle Kuzma, Ooh. Dwight Howard, mother. Guys, Troy <laughs> Daniels, Quinn Cook, a yeah. champion. They have championship pedigree JaVale, on this JaVale team. McGee. Avery Bradley, Devontae Kakak. <laughs> All of those guys are they've like got, They've got so many guys that you're like, okay, if, if they weren't in the league this year, that wouldn't surprise me, like at the beginning right. of the summer. They've got a lot of those guys on their team. Like like JaVale McGee, Quinn Dwight Cook, Howard, Rondo. Dwight Howard, Jared Dudley, Troy Daniels, Alex Caruso. Like, they've got all these guys that you're like, yeah, if they didn't make the league, Nobody I wouldn't be, be surprised. And that's, those are rotation players. Those aren't guys that are like sitting at the end of the bench. These are all guys that are expected to play. And yeah. that worries me a little bit. I think that the Lakers will be good. I think they'll get some buyout guys because they're going to be like, yes, we need guys to take up minutes, yeah. is what we need. And so they'll be like one of the number one buyout teams in the NBA this year and they'll get guys like th- this is not going to be their roster heading into the playoffs. Like they're going to get better than this. Uh, but to start the year, I'm like, Oh boy, it would have been nice for them to have boogie. It would have been a decent boogie. <laughs> yeah. You for- I forget about him all the time. How many, how many Antetokounmpo's are in the league the right now? Mm-hmm. Huh? How many Antetokounmpo's are in the league right now? There's like two. eight of them. <laughs> there's two. No, there's three. I think there there's are three. three. Two of them are on the Bucks. Yeah, there's three. And here's one on the Lakers. They're everywhere. Are these the guys where they just keep signing them because they're like, hey, if we sign them, maybe we'll keep Giannis or we'll get Giannis? Yeah, for sure. It's like his it's, dad. His dad just signed a, a, with the Knicks, I think, this offseason. <laughs> All right, so four, five Lakers, Clippers. You have the Warriors, Portland, six, seven. Um, I have the the Warriors six, or no, I know I have the Blazers six. Po- Warrior seven. Yeah, I'm more down on the okay. Warriors than I have. I'm okay been. with that. I just they're another roster that you look at. Yeah, once you get past three and you or get, four, you're like you get past Whoa. three and you, man, I just they they said that Clay's not coming back until after the All Star break, which it's a is a lot of games, which is not the halfway point of the year. No, there's like 30 games left after that. Yeah, and it's I was like, oh no, like that's that's kind of scary because you it's Steph Draymond. D'Angelo and Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Kevon Looney. You know what this team Kevon gives Looney. me? This gives me Jarrett Jack, Steph Curry, Warriors vibes. Where they're like a 6, 7, 8 seed, but yeah. they're so fun. Yeah, it could and be. And they're just but, like fighting. Oh, man, I can't I think wait. Question, Jarrett Jack, 6 man of the year. I think a question that <laughs> I remember that season. Uh, yeah. I think a question that nobody's really asking about the Warriors is like, can Steph Curry and Draymond Green have put a ton of time on their bodies? Yeah. Over the last six years, how do their bodies holding up when they have to like literally? Steph's going to play 
the most minutes he's played they since have. pre Kevin Durant. I mean, you have to Draymond and, as well. Like, and Draymond apparently did not show up in the best of shape. Yeah, because he got paid. He got paid. That worries me. I would have preferred to have a season where Draymond was trying to get paid rather than give him. Those are all legitimate the money. question marks, and I totally agree. I, the hard part is it's Portland is now. I think somebody else said this on one of the podcasts. Is, is Portland's kind of the new San Antonio, where they're just always going to be underrated. Yeah, and they're always going to show up. And and I think he, I didn't once again don't remember who said it. Maybe a Zach Lowe or uh, Kevin Artovitz, but Dame may be the best leader in the NBA. Yeah. And he sets the culture for that team, and yeah. and they're always going to be there. I think the addition of Hassan Whiteside has got huge question marks to me. Losing Mo Harkless, losing Alfred Camino, those things matter. Mm-hmm. Ken Bazemore is not going to substitute a lot of that. Mario Hazonia is, n- is not really an NBA player, I don't think. But I don't know. Portland doesn't excite me, but I just have to put them in there because they're just going to do it. Yeah, they're, they're going to be good. They're going to be better than we so think. It's... You can't always. say that they're like they're like San Antonio though, because San Antonio won championships. No, 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 no Portland no, no. has never. I'm saying in the sense of like the team that is is going. You're always going to be like, I don't, ah, I don't know. And then they're always going to be in the playoffs in the top five seed. Yeah, that's because they're Portland, and it'll never amount to anything. Maybe that may be true. I, 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 mean, I the said it, they I, made the West Finals. I said it after last season is I think that was about the furthest they're ever going to get in the playoffs, which is I mean I'll stick by that. <laughs> oh, dis distract. Oh, burned them. All right, so Dame distract. I put five teams with the potential of getting the eight seed. Okay. Now you tell me how you would rank these five. Both I mean, we of you didn't two. mention Pau Gasol's on the Blazers. Oh yeah, his foot's almost healed. He's What's still he? Sixty-five alive? years old. Yeah. All right, so here's the five teams I have for the eight seed: the Spurs, mm-hmm. the Pelicans, mm-hmm. the Mavericks, mm-hmm. the Thunder, mm-hmm. and the Kings. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna rank those five. I think the most likely to make the playoffs, just because this is what they do, is the Spurs. Okay. I think people are super jacked about the Pelicans. Yeah. I think the Mavericks, I would probably put them at probably four or five out of those five teams. Yeah, no I just doubt. think they're expecting a huge jump from Doncic, which I would not disagree with the potential of that. I think they're also expecting a lot from Kristaps, who's talking about injury prone. He's seven foot twelve and... Puts a lot of pressure on his body. Who's their third and fourth best players? I, I have no idea. Devin Harris, <laughs> JJ Barea. There's <laughs> probably Tim Hardaway Jr. and Maxi Kleber. Yeah, and Ooh. Seth Curry. And so the question for me is: Do you think the Kings make? Like, what jump are the Kings going to make this year? This is my first bold prediction of the season. So you want to save it? No. Okay, bring it. Kings are making the eighth seed. Whoa. <laughs> Kings get it, baby. I like the Kings. Well, then why are we keeping Chris Paul? And, like, if we're not even going to make the playoffs, just blow this thing up, man. The, it's because there's not an offer that makes sense for the Thunder yet. The Thunder will not, will not give away something to get Chris Paul off their books. They're not going to do it. No. It's not worth it. Not worth it. Rather have... Yeah, we don't have enough... Uh, we don't have enough to give up right now. Only 15 first rounders. All right. So that moves. So, I mean, look at look at this Kings team. Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Marvin Bagley. Like they've got Harry a ton Giles, of guys. Bielitsa, Dwayne Dedman. Corey Joseph as their backup point guard. Trevor Ariza is on this team. They've Dwayne Dedman. 
They've got guys. They've got a ton of guys. And I just, I believe in the De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald backcourt. I think they're awesome. Buddy is very, very good. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Yep. Uh, I mean, look at last year, he shot eight threes a game, shot 42% from three. Insane. Damn. 20 points per game. 20. Yeah. He's really people good. Do, people don't realize how good he is. Well, and for some reason, like the weird thing where he lied about his age or it was misunderstood, like yeah, that threw people into like a tailspin about Buddy Hield. I know. Like, that dude is unbelievable. People did cancel Buddy Hield. That's stupid. I'll take him right now. I know. Darren Fox, this is year, tw- he's 22. Yeah, year three. 22. Fox is so good. Darren so Fox fast. is really good. I think he's going to be awesome this you've year. Got, if you're a Kings fan, you've got to be like, man, I love watching this team play. There's so much fun. I'd be jacked. I'd be jacked. Marvin Bagley is going to be good. I think they're going to start Bagley uh, alongside uh, resident NBA smart guy Dwayne Dedman. Uh, And he's going to space the floor, and Bagley is just going to grab every offensive rebound in the league. He's going to be really, really good for them. And then you have guys like Harrison Barnes and Trevor Ariza that can be kind of support guys on the wing that are good players. Like those are that's better than really any wing the Thunder have right now. Like those guys are really good. And so Do you think do you think they could start Bagley at center though and then play Ariza or Barnes at 4 at 3-4? Uh, I don't think that or I don't Bogdanovich. I don't think Bagley's ready for that. You don't think so? Mm-mm. He showed some good signs last year. I, I think mean, he's good. Maybe. I think he's super good. I just think they want to start him at the four. Yeah. So be fun if he was five. Yeah, I think that he's he's ultimately that is like the destiny for this team is to play as fast as they can and have Marvin Bagley at the five and have someone that can shoot at the four. Right. But they they're gonna start with somebody that can shoot at the five and play him at the four is what I think they'll do to give him space with Dwayne. Dwayne Dedman. And they're one of the people that... Bogdanovich is really good. I know. That guy is really good. good. And he's going to probably come off the bench and be their bench scorer. And he's going to light people up. Which is supposedly the team, the player that the Thunder are offering. Like they want, if they were going to trade Steven Adams there, which is some rumor that came from nowhere. But People just, yeah, the Steven Adams stuff is is not... Is it real? It's not real. No, no. It came from Thunder Media Day when someone asked him about Steven Adams, and then the jump picked it up, picked up that clip, and then everyone was just running with Steven Adams rumors again. All it yeah. is is re, yeah, it's Steven Adams, yeah, it's trade redux stuff. And All it's right, not yeah. real. So we're we have a lot of content here, and so if we don't get to your Twitter questions, I'm so sorry. But let's run through some bold predictions. Okay. So your first one is that the Kings, not your first one, but one of them is that the Kings are going to make the eighth seed. Kings make the playoffs. The Spurs don't, which I feel like the Spurs not making it is just as bold as the Kings making I, I it. I literally have the exact same one. I have oh, the Spurs. You do? I, Noel, I have the Spurs will not make the playoffs. I have that Oklahoma City will be the eighth seed. <gasps> oh! Wow. Jay. Jay. That's not that bold from an Oklahoma City fan, I've guys. been. It's bold. I mean, it's, it's bold and spicy. I will say, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm the person that I feel like I've been on the hype train for this Thunder roster. Jay's bold and spicy party mix Even over here. Even when they traded Paul George, I was like, man, they could Jeez. put together a squad with Russ that actually kind of makes sense. <laughs> like, I really do. Like, Danilo, like, and I said this in a text message. So think about this. They lost Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Enormous. Like, two superstars, an echelon in which they don't have any players that are on that level. 
But in losing those two guys, in theory, they added four rotation players. Yeah. Four rotation players. Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, Shea Gilgis, Alexander. And then if you think if, – if Dre is 90% of what he was. That is – Say 93%, Jay. Maybe. But you have four <laughs> legitimately good players that you traded for two. So the depth of quality of players – has increased to this team. Yep. And then to believe, potentially, which would make sense that Diallo or Ferguson make I'm some sort of... Dort. And Lugens Dort. <laughs> but if you think Diallo... <laughs> if you think Diallo and Ferguson make any sort of jump... Ferguson's making a jump. If you think that Burton has any sort of uh, ability to play... Like, this roster is not is not bad. If you believe in the Nader hype. I don't believe in that. <laughs> and then you have Steven Adams, like... Steve-O's going to be awesome. I think they're defensively going to be really, really good. I don't know if this is bold. I think Steven's going to average 18 points and 12 rebounds a game. Is that, <laughs> is that bold? You want to know what was bold? Is, and I immediately wrote it, and I was like, I think this is stupid. Steven Adams will shoot 35% from three on two per <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. That's bold. Is that, yeah, bold. I like that. Is that bolder that's than Mozgov shooting 53s? That in English, no, that's bro. a bold prediction, Jay. Thank <laughs> you for understanding. A lot of Andrews just end up being like well thought out. I know. Like, I was telling Jay this before. Like, I can't. I can't not do that. Like, that's how like my brain operates. It's like, I was thinking like points per game, and I was trying to make a bold prediction with it. But then I, what I did was like, oh, they'll probably score 107 points per game, and let me like total up who's going to score what. And like, what am I doing? Like, these are just more tepid takes here. I've, I've got <laughs> that. Is this a bold take, Taylor? Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari will finish the season in Oklahoma City. I think Gallo is bold. I think Chris Paul stays all year. Is it's not even a it's, it's a the pre- and it's the and it's that's the and bold. yeah. Here's my and Chris Paul stays all year and we like him a lot. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty bold. I, th- I think that's just gonna happen. I don't I think know. that's bold. Hey Sean, you have any bold predicts, man? Oh yeah, man! Bring Everyone it. thinks Frank Vogel's gonna be fired at some point this year. <laughs> Wrong! Frank Vogel, Coach of the Year. Bold oh, that's bold. I like that. Oh yeah. How many Diallo? Jason- oh yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say how many Diallo averages uh, over ten points per game. That's. It's just like I understand why that would be hard to happen, but it doesn't sound very big. Like a NBA player averages over ten points per game, it's just not bold enough, man. What do you? you want, what do you like? Women, don't, what, don't go down this. Like, like, what could Darius I possibly Baisley. say about averages? What could I possibly say about averages thirteen to four, thirteen to fifteen points per game? That's like, these are that's not stupid. That's, that's a yeah. stupid prediction. It's not. Both predictions have to actually. No, there's got to be a chance of it happening. Predictions have to have a chance that it happens. How much did Hamadou Diallo average when he played last year? Four. 3.7 points per game. It's like tripling his point total. Yeah. All right, Taylor, but... what's yours? You're about to say something about Jason Kidd becoming the next I mean, coach of the Lakers. Does it sound more bold for me to say that he triples his point total? Yes, okay. it does. I'll say that. Hamadou Diallo Thank triples you. his point total from last year. There's an art to a bold take. For example, this next one. You're right. You're right the about sh- that. The Charlotte Hornets will be waived. Like the NBA will waive the entire franchise. <laughs> it, it will not be a team in the NBA anymore. Wow, that is bold. All right, bold what else prediction. you got, man? Yeah, I hope that. I happens. like your just like impossibilities. Bring them on. What's next? Zion gets hurt. John Morant gets Rookie of the Year. Okay. If Zion gets hurt, the Pelicans 
Probably not as excited about that. <laughs> I right. just I think people overhype the Pelicans I think so overall. Too. I think they've got a nice team. I just don't think I just don't think they can get there. Oh, I'm sorry. You thought my bold prediction was over? Here's the second part of that. <laughs> Thanos. Thanos and Tentacuompo also gets rookie of the year. Co-rookie of the year. Bold <laughs> prediction. Is his name Thanos? <laughs> Is it, I, yeah, it's like Thanosis, but yeah. I call him Thanos. Dang, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's nice. I have Anthony. This is funny because I put the Lakers at four, and then I'm about to tell you this one, which Anthony Davis will play less than 50 games this year. Is that even bold? That's not bold. Nope. That's normal. That's realistic. How about this one? Paul George and Kawhi will miss significant time, or Paul George or Kawhi will miss significant time in the playoffs. I mean, that's Ooh. just like predicting just injury-prone guys that will... To be injured? Okay. Yeah. The Blazers will trade for Kevin Love. Yeah. Bold? That's, it's possible. Oh, no. How about like an entire NBA team being waived from the league? <laughs> that's bold. I mean, that is, that is a bold take. How many years have we done bold predictions? And I feel like it just ends up being like... This would be really fun if this happened. Right. Prediction. <laughs> All right, Ferguson will shoot forty percent on six attempts a game from three. Forty percent. Not that bold. You think six is too low, too? Probably because no, Mike McKellis no, no. had ten shots a game. Six there's sounds a, right. There's no way that he gets that. I don't think the forty percent thing is that, that not bold. That's pretty. I mean, it's bold, but he shot thirty-six percent. What about Last this one? Year. What about Andrew will lear- learn to love the Mascala edition? <sighs> I am, I'm softening already. That's kind of bold, though. I refuse to interview him for the Down to Dunk <laughs> intro. <laughs> I walked by and Brett was like, hey, you're going to get him? I looked nope. and I said, no, I'm not doing that. Taylor, what else you got, man? I got one more, and this is from me. My bold prediction, the Oklahoma City Thunder will be the sixth seed. No. Yep. Give that's that's it. That's bold and spicy. That give, is a hot fire, man. Give us some. Give us something to that, please. What do you mean? Ex- this is bold prediction. Explain yourself. No, Andrew. You don't have to explain bold predictions. Yes, you do. That's what bold predictions. How no, do we get there? Don't. Yeah, you have to give me a roadmap. Give a me a roadmap. Road, give me a roadmap. I also just, want a roadmap to how the Hornets get waved. <laughs> Give me a roadmap. The entire franchise waved. Uh, they're no longer necessary to the league. Waved. Uh, no, Andrew, you're just trying to trick me into saying really good things about Chris Paul, and I won't do it yet. That's true. That roadmap. Gonna, give me a roadmap. Come man. on, man. Looking for a roadmap. So here's a question. <laughs> I don't want. Okay. We don't have time to ask a ton of these, but I do want to ask this first one. This is from at V. Well, I have. I'm not done. Oh, oh, I'm not done. <laughs> do it, Andrew. Do the one. Okay. <laughs> Chris Paul will have more triple doubles than Russell Westbrook this year. <laughs> and the reason is, is because all along, it's been the Thunder culture and Billy Donovan that have allowed Russell Westbrook to be the player that he is. And not only does that happen, but the Thunder get to absorb and take in the last three seasons of triple doubles as a team record. It goes off of Russell Westbrook's personal record because everybody realizes that this was a Thunder thing and not a Russell Westbrook thing. You. That's what I call a bold prediction, my man! That is unbelievable. I think it's, Which is why it's bold. I think it's true, actually. Actually, not that bold. Actually, it's actually, not that bold. I just bold. believe it's just true. Another true prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked, 
Oh, uh, I, I okay. At four or five sports fans said, can CP average twenty and ten this year in Oklahoma City? No, I don't think he averages twenty points per game. Okay, because but I, he's gonna have triple doubles. Yeah, four, he will. 14. 14, 12, and twelve, baby. Do you think he averages double digit assists? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander averages twenty points per game. Ooh. And is the how mo- are you saying all of these bold predictions and not saying the Thunder are going to be? And he's the most improved. Like player. they may not be the eight. He's the most improved. Player. Damn. If Shea's averaging twenty. Yeah, he's going to be sick. I think so, dude. I'm hyped about that guy. I really. I that's that's a bold prediction of mine. I think that's he's going to be. I think he's going to be awesome. He's got this toot about him that he I'm does. really just I'm, confident. I'm feeling it. work. You know who's got a toot about him right now? You with these latest bold predictions, man. You finally hit the spot. <laughs> what else you got, man? You have hit the G spot of bold dicks. <laughs> oh my god! Ugh. You made it to about an hour into the pot. Yeah, that feels weird. Um, I think the Thunder keep Andre Robertson and that he's a part of like the rebuild. Why not? He was so, his interview was probably the most intriguing. He was great. I think that he and Steven become like. The, the pillars of the next like era. Like the, the Nick Collisons of this next era. I and I don't even know if that's a bold prediction, but I just I believe that's true. I think that they I don't think they, that they extend Robertson, but I think that he signs another deal with the Thunder next summer. Yep. And he continues in at like six or seven million or whatever it is. And both those guys help lead. Because if you have those guys, like you have the baseline of a good defense. And then you just add pieces around them. And mm-hmm. if Shea's a star, or if you sign somebody else that becomes a star, or you draft the next whoever, and you have those guys, like you're ready. Like you yeah. have a, a foundation already built. And maybe I'm crazy. And I, I think there's a lot of questions that alluded to this, but I think the people expecting the Thunder's pick to be the thing that brings in their next star, I, yeah. I'm not sure that's. I think it's to be. I just caution people to be careful about that being the only way that they're going to be this next echelon of great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, having 12, 14, whatever, first-round picks and 15. swaps and all these different things, like, you can combine those and move up. Like, you can have, like, there's all sorts of ways to get better. You can combine those for the potential of getting a star that somebody else drafted and gets discontent. Like, yeah. there's a multitude of ways in which you're going to find your next guy. Donovan Mitchell's drafted at, what was he, 11, yeah. 10? There's so many guys that you could hit on in ranges. It doesn't have to be the first, second, or third pick. Well, and remember, even like the Sixers traded up to get Fultz. Yep. And obviously that doesn't look great now because sure. like they basically got Jonathan Simmons back. Instead for Fultz, of yeah, Jason Tatum. <laughs> who Jonathan Simmons, not in the league now. Um, but, I mean, you can do that. And let's say Fultz did work out. Like That's something the Thunder could do. Yeah. There's if, ways for the team to, to get good players and good picks yeah. without having to win 20 games. You can, yeah. You you need luck. You do. Without a doubt. And the Thunder but also, luck. also, you can, with the amount of picks they have, you can, you have, you have the ability to make your own luck in a way. Yeah, so the thing about it, like, to remember is, number one, number two in Kevin Durant draft, which is the draft in which, if they don't draft Kevin Durant in that one, yeah. they literally don't, they're never who they've become. Yeah. If Portland takes Kevin Durant and we get Greg Oden, mm-hmm. totally different. If the Thunder, instead of choosing, I think this is the James Harden one, 
instead of getting James Harden, if Hashim Tabit falls to them and they chose Hashim Tabit. Or Rubio or like, there's all yeah. of these now some of that is scouting and some of that's luck. Like we hear that that Presti was pretty high on Tabit. Like there's all sorts of things that are going on. Like you have to have luck, and that's what people don't understand. It's not just getting there. It's also like how do things fall? And I just think there is a way to to do this rebuild or retooling or replenishing without having to tear it down to the studs. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the truth. I think that they could be good this year and still be good in five years. Yeah, I think that's definitely possible. So. I have a bold explanation. Ooh. If, if that's a thing that we do. Uh, the Thunder chose Darius Baisley in the draft because he looks like a young Russell Westbrook in the face. <laughs> I saw your picture. Does he not? Yeah, like, it was weird. It really did. I remember looking at him, looking at him on media day when he's sitting up there. I was like, "That looks like Russ." He's not quite as Ninja Turtle ish, but yeah, it's certain angles yeah. that you catch him and you're like, "Oh, weird." I think it's hard for me to see because Darius is such a different size. Like he's tall and skinny, and Russ is not short, but yeah, shorter. Darius is big. Yeah, he's really tall. Six ten. Yeah, six nine, six ten, and he's lanky and he's hilarious. So give me a guess on his. I mean, is he going to play? I don't know, man. Probably not. I don't think there's space. If for they're going to win, no, no, I don't think so either. No, I don't think so. Like if they're making the six seed, like Taylor says, I, but I mean, Donovan has given him a lot of praise, saying that like a lot of the NBA for these young guys and getting to play is decision making and them learning. He's good at decision making, and then he said he's got a really good natural feel for the game. And so I do think Donovan's going to spend a lot of time this year just tinkering with teams. Like the, there's the a lot of tinkering like, to do. There's a lot of players that are going to play. I think if they do manage Chris Paul, yeah, that's going to open up some of those spots that we've been talking about. Like, there's a lot of question marks in the in the middle of what this roster is going to look like, which is why it's so exciting that the first preseason game is Tuesday. Who knows what you're going to see? I, I know. I mean, and even if you have to remember, like last year, that in the blue and white game, the blue and white game is on Sunday. Um, by the way, um, where at the Chesapeake? No, it's so it's closed. It's not open to the, this okay. one's not open to the public. It's um, they opened it up to some kids. It's actually going to be at the Thunder Ion okay. facility. So, wow, what but, are they hiding? But not open to the public. Lots of things. But um, media will be there. Like you'll see a ton of coverage. Yeah, yeah, there'll be coverage of it for sure. I don't think that I'm going. Okay, but um, anyways. Yeah, I think that we'll learn some things. But remember, Patrick Patterson killed it. Killed it. In the blue and white game last Literally year. articles written about how great he was. Yeah, and he was the starting power forward. And then that lasted all of four, was it four games? Yeah, four games. Yeah. Until they played the Celtics. And, <laughs> and they were 0-4. 0-4. Oh, oh and, oh and, and Donovan was like, nope. Yep. So things can change. I would expect Ferguson. I think Ferguson's going to make a jump. I don't know if I'm on the Royce Young level. 15 points a game. <laughs> 15 points. That's pretty. That's a bold prediction. That is bold. That's bold. Uh, he's if he scores 15 a game, like he's in the MIP conversation. And I think that he's going to be good. I just think that he's closer. To like and it's hard, but once again, like let us caution everybody. Like just because we're excited about this team doesn't mean we hate the team we had. What did Ferguson average last year? Ten, Taylor. I don't think it was. I don't think it was up to ten. I think it was only like six point nine or something. It is. That's exactly what it was. For real? Yeah. Hell yeah! Always go with sixty nine, guys. Yeah. If there's any a number you need to guess, go with sixty nine. Six point nine on five point eight shot attempts. Yeah, that's a that's quite a, the jump. It's a huge leap. 
it's to make. Percentage wise, not much different than Hami. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's close to triple. All right, we got a lot of Twitter questions that we did not get to. We just wanted to give you content, and so we're going to save some of these. There's also a few that are specifically for Luke, which is I'm sure he'll appreciate. Uh, and we touched on a lot of these. Taylor, let me ask this question from Luke at, at Luke Austin Helms. You're ordering pizza for the boys, but it's a chain. Which chain restaurant are you ordering pizzas from? Domino's. Domino's. Uh, Papa Murphy's. Papa, I'm on. I'm on taking home a bacon. <laughs> I prefer to cook my own pizza. Thank you very much. Hey, you boys, you just wait here. Uh, I'll go run to Papa Murphy's, grab a couple grab a couple to-go pizzas, bring them back. We'll heat those babies up in the oven. Don't just worry, guys. Just give me about an hour. Give Y'all me, hungry? Give me about an hour. Yeah, give me about an hour and a half. We're going to have pee-pee Murphs tonight. What a, what a bold concept. <laughs> also, just if you're going to do that, go to Costco. You can get yours there, and it's cheaper. I, and- I think Papa Murphy's, the the... The Genesis story of Papa Murphy's is this guy bought all the things to make a pizza place and then forgot to buy an oven and was just like, <laughs> crap, what do I do? I forgot the oven and I have this pizza place. What am, what am I supposed to do from here? And his wife was like, well, you're not going to come home without building some sort of restaurant. Why don't you freeze them? And I've got a ton of saran. What do I do? <laughs> How is Papa Murphy's like surviving because it's good but it's the same as grocery store pizza i don't know it's an it's really is like a true american success story astonishing success story it is this is like lugan's dort success story yeah like amazing we didn't even mention how many minutes he's gonna get 15 to 20 i like i like the idea of lou dort i'm down to dort he is going to be a problem for somebody trying to score on him at some point like i don't know if it's this year i don't know if it's i don't think it's this year because I, I don't mean, think so either way. He, i don't know who does he, he there's play no way of? no way there's too many players i'm down to door so he's gonna just wreck shop in the blue this year yeah pretty much all right we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors and i don't want to do this ad but this is andrew's <laughs> going to tell us about manscaped here's the deal support for this podcast comes from Manscaped. Number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Precision-engineered tools to help you stay nice and trimmed up. <laughs> That's great. They, so their lawnmower 2.0 is really an awesome product. It's high quality. There'll be no nicks or snags. None. It's a great product. And even their crop preserver, it's an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. It's great stuff. Like everything they do is high quality. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And you can go to manscaped.com and put in the promo code OKCDunk to get 20% off plus free shipping, which is a great deal. So great deal. go check it out and support for the people. For great product. That support. It's going to take care of you. Down. Don't mess around when you're messing don't. around with those. Don't. Don't, don't do it. Support the people that support Down to Dunk. Hey, Taylor, Andrew, are you miffed or peeved? Miffed. Miffed. Miffed and peeved. Andy, you have one? Uh, my youngest son threw up all over me last night. All Ew. over me. It was really bad. And then all over the ground. And it was really gross. And I was really miffed. 
Oh man, it was bad, Dude, man. Is that a combination of miffed and peeved and also like sad? Yeah, like, man, sad no, and terrible and miffed and peeved. I was like all these emotions built into one because like I'm not mad at you, but I'm just mad at the situation. So are you holding him? I'm assuming, or did he like run at you? No, no, no I'm holding him, and he's just like <laughs> for like a minute. And I'm like, dude, is this, is this ever gonna end? Like, I don't even think I have that much room in my stomach. What is happening here? It was crazy. It was crazy. I wish so. uh, I wish your whole house was like really weak stomach. So every time someone threw up, everyone started throwing up and it was just a throw up train. Yeah. We're actually pretty all cool. pretty we're all pretty good with it. You just gotta get used to it, I'm assuming yeah. with kids that throw up. I mean, every kids, time Andy throws have up. Y'all ever had an adult throw up on you? Huh. I don't think so. No, that adult gets punched in the face. Yeah. Wilt's yeah. throwing up. Yeah. What yeah. about man? You miffed me. What about Are you? Me? Are you miffed me? <laughs> <laughs> what about man? You miffed me? Oh no, I'm not. We should have. Uh, we need to hit up a local brewery to make uh, miffed and mead Ooh, for us. That's pretty good. Taylor, and you miffed the peeve, man? You nothing? We can hit up a local. Um, what are they called? The weed shops. Yeah. And call it spliffed and spliffed and peeved. Miffed and weed. Spliffed and weed. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, so this <laughs> Thursday night, this coming Thursday night at Blue Garden, we are having our Thunder Era, End of Era trivia night. So it's going to be questions from this past decade. It's going to be a great trivia night. It's going to be really fun. Get your teams together. Let us know that you're going to be there. DM us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. You can email me, uh, dtdpodcast at gmail.com can be teams if you just want to have a single man team that's fine up to four no more than four uh so come and enjoy yourselves at blue garden and it'll be a super awesome time we'll have prizes wear a thunder shirt from the past era that's uh very embarrassing um i've already talked to john ham about it who might be there and he's i've told him he has to wear his mitch mcgarry jersey um <laughs> and like wear your Kevin Durant stuff, wear Serge Ibaka stuff. You've got a Jeremy Lamb shirt or something laying around. Wear that. Don't you have a Jeremy Lamb jersey, Taylor? Sure do. It's the only the only jersey I have. I, you know what? I don't know if I still have it, but it is Dude. the only jersey I've ever had. See, like you got to find that. Those are that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for that night. And yeah, we'll be putting pictures up on our Twitter account of of people that are wearing the craziest, hilarious past Thunder era stuff. So please. Come that night, enjoy yourselves. It's kind of a way to end this Thunder era and bring in the new era of the six-seed Thunder that Taylor <laughs> has boldly predicted. Uh, thanks for listening to our show. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Down to Dunk. We appreciate you guys. Leave us a five-star iTunes review. If you've got some time on your hands, it's a super easy thing to do. If you have an iPhone and listen on the Purple Podcast app, it's really easy then. Just search Down to Dunk, hit five stars, boom. Uh, long pod we appreciate you guys listening all the way to this point and we'll talk to you guys again on monday i want to see those hairy bagels next week wear your hardened shirts with the beard lift them up i want to see those hairy bagels boys